listener production. They're cleaning spills and splitting bills. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, it's not easy being a rat dog and it's not easy being a dead mouse. Um, <laughs> did you see... <laughs> did you Happy. see... Thank you for joining us on a Monday, by the way. Oh, yeah, sorry, by the way. Hello. Hello. Um... <laughs> I just couldn't help but laugh when I saw Dead Mouse's um, oh, right. Instagram post uh, with an with an X-ray of his a, a slightly bent spine. <gasps> um, no. And he said, "He said it's the caption says wear a mouse head." They said it'll be fun. They said <laughs> uh, the joke, the claim being that you know he wears a big, big, iconic mouse head helmet with huge ears on at every gig. Yeah, this is electronic and, music artists. Yeah, um, and, and um, the, there's all sorts of lighting technology within the head as well. It's not oh, just a It would weigh you down. It would it would weigh more on your shoulders than poor Harry Kane's missed penalty over the weekend. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Shout Goodness out me. to him. Apologies for reminding um, England fans of that moment. Losers, the uh, big winners of the weekend, old Scotty Boland. God, I had a big Saturday night out of the couch watching the great man take three for none in an Ooh. over. <laughs> a triple wicket maiden. Jesus coming into a fun season, isn't it? Hey, it there's is. sport, there's parties. There's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Uh, um, I should clarify, Dead Mouse was only joking when he said that the helmet was the reason. He, pro- he said it's actually more likely that he's sleeping bad. Oh. Um, <laughs> so there you go. You can If you're thinking about, if you're at the helmet shop right now, and you're buying a big... You know, uh, you know, mongoose um, helmet or whatever. Yeah, rat head. Then go for it. There's no, there's no proof that it's going to be bad for you. Um, but we are here for you, Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. And we got a big show. We got a Clickfish, Alex Dyson. Um, we have got an, a, in a situation that actually I found myself in over the weekend, which I thought was rather quite funny. And let's kick off with someone who I believe to be. I mean, Alex Dyson, you love. You know, being a sesh grim, but I reckon uh, the next news story could be yeah, someone we, who takes the cake. We did five raves in five days. Imagine 40,000 raves, and that's what we're about to get into in a moment. But this, Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Alex Dyson, do you think you'd ever partake in a medical trial? <laughs> I think that they still pop up. Maybe it's, I see pop-up ads for them sometimes. And I always remember about my friend Tom from college who for like 10 days was like, oh, I'm going to be away for 10 days. Like, oh, why that? I'm doing a medical trial. They're paying me $1,000. They're testing a few products. I'm lying in a hospital de- bed for 10 days and I'll see you after that <laughs> with some beers. You did see him after that, right? There wasn't the trial didn't go bad, did it? I saw him and his Siamese twin. <laughs> so, so, so I mean, it's something that I, I've always—it's always sort of popped up. Like, would I do that? Um, and I guess it all depends. I mean, some mm. people have to do clinical trials because it's the last resort. Yeah, you know, if you're looking at a you know your, a, a dire situation medically, they have to they have to take the trial drug you never know it could work well from memory the one he was doing it was trialing a drug that you need to use on people who have a certain condition but wanted to make sure it, uh, on people who didn't have that condition it was you know it was fine as well ah uh, yeah and that. i mean of course there would have been a lot of people doing trials around the vaccines last year yeah you know? there would have been so many people who tried those I don't, first I don't, cabs off the rank well that's it um but a story in the news recently sort of um popped up 
which is actually an old story, but it's getting it's, it's getting a little bit of uh, a resurgence because um, there's been some trials done recently about MDMA, um, where some medical experts in uh, the University of California, San Francisco, and New York um, University also are said that you know there's a really good proof after phase three, double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled trial that uh, MDMA is a is a good post-traumatic stress disorder remedy. Ooh. Right? So that, that the news that that mm. comes out, and then then this uh, story starts doing the rounds again. And it's actually from about 15 years ago, but it was a, um, it's blown up on the, on the TikTok, you know? Just like the old songs do. You know, just like, <laughs> just like Kate Bush suddenly becomes cool again, so too do clinical trials. <laughs> Has this clinical trial gone number one? <laughs> yes. It is. They'll be doing a tour again next year all around the stadiums. Um, actually, coming out. There's a chance they might because this is about a man who took 40,000 ecstasy pills over a decade. Okay, good. Which is, I dare say, to even the most seasoned raver, <laughs> uh, quite a lot. Yeah, we don't mind getting in the cave every now and again, but I've never had I've never had assistance, let alone forty thousand bits of assistance. Yeah, so um, forty thousand different ecstasy tablets over nine years. Uh, is this gentleman? Is, is this guy responsible for El Nino and La Nina, where wherever he goes is El Nino, and there's a lack of water everywhere and droughts? Well, just... this is what happened to him. Okay. Now this is this, like, it's quite severe. All right. Experienced a host of long-term side effects. Yeah. All right. Serious bouts of tunnel vision. He couldn't move for several <laughs> weeks. Um, severe panic attacks, depression. He, apparently the muscles around his jaw were so damaged and tight and rigid that often he couldn't open his mouth um, because he'd been like gurning so much. Yeah. Um, has hallucinations and paranoid ideation. Um, other symptoms include poor concentration, short-term memory problems, and disorientation to time uh, as a medical statement shown. But he survived, which is actually the most amazing thing. Because I reckon if you had 40,000 of anything. Any pill, yeah. That, no, not even years. any pill. If I had, if I had sat here and ate 40,000 cucumbers over 10 years, I reckon there'd be... My body would be like, that's enough. I'm backing it in. Yeah. There'd be a bit of tunnel vision going there. <laughs> um, 40,000 cukes. So he was admitted to a brain injury unit um, where there was some improvement of his memory skills. And, um, and yeah, it's, it, started to, it started to pop up again because there is this idea that maybe, I mean, not 40,000 pills, but a certain well-controlled dose of MDMA that has been clinically proven to actually be what it says it is, may be useful to help severe PTSD. So um, let's see how those real life trials, the, 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 those trials come out. And as always, do not conduct your own experiments. <laughs> no. Well, exactly. Unless you are trained because there are, there are a number of doctors, you know, for ethical reasons, they don't want to subject other people to it. So in the past, they test stuff on themselves. Um, oh. Yeah. I've just, I was trying to find one particular and it, it, I just found an article, 10 scientists who exp experimented on themselves. 
Jonas Salk. During his research at the University of Pittsburgh, Dr. Salk discovered a potential vaccine for polio when they needed healthy human test subjects. Salk volunteered himself and his entire family for the vaccine trial. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'd be like, leave me out of it, Dad. Yeah, you, you don't wear your dad's <laughs> clothing suggestions. <laughs> You know, avant-garde clothing <laughs> suggestions. You don't wear your dad's avant-garde polio vaccine suggestions. Well, there you go. Air Force officer and surgeon John Paul Stapp's self-experimentation, urging the nickname the fastest man on earth. In his research, he repeatedly strapped himself into a rocket sled nick- nicknamed G-Wiz, and he was propelled forward at speeds close to the speed of sound, which, from memory, about 1,100 kilometers an hour. Oh, yeah, but I mean, come on. Would, what would you prefer? I'll be like, that's that's an unfair one. He's going to be like, oh, I get to go really fast in my little rocket car. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, hang yes, on. please. I haven't finished. He would then break abruptly to determine the human body's ability to withstand abrupt deceleration. Oh. Many broken bones and a temporary detached <laughs> retina later. <laughs> Stat determined a human body can withstand 45 Gs of forward motion with an adequate harness. <laughs> So, yeah, mate, have a fun <laughs> ride at the Gee Whiz to the local carnival. <laughs> All day breakfast. Has anyone ever thrown you a surprise party, Alex Dyson? Um, not really, no. Coming, you know, walking through the door and people yelling surprise. No. Um, it was a surprise when I was doing weekend breakfast on Triple J with Tommy Ballard and... I walked into like the offices where they've got the, the whiteboard on the wall and it's like January and it's got written in there, Hottest 100. And like February is like Laneway Festival and like March is Unearthed High and stuff like that. And then mm. in June it said Alex Dyson's 21st. <laughs> I'm like, hang on, what? <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, that was a bit of a surprise and we went and had a party with 500 people and a few nice listeners, one of them brought me a, uh, a DVD of The Wizard of Oz because I hadn't seen it. And my dad dressed up as the Pink Panther and gave a speech in uh, rhyming form. That is so Ian. So I was part of a surprise party on the weekend. Oh, you were one of the organizers? I was, or a, just... su- I was a surpriser. Almost got, I almost got beef. So my, my friend, Benji, shout out to him. You know Benji. Yep. His partner was holding him a surprise party and his partner's mum was there. Okay. And me and, me and the mum... I mean, I, I, I would almost say that there was a little bit of tension. There was quite a bit of beef. Oh, okay. Good. Not sexual tension. <laughs> you creep. Well, you didn't specify. There are other types of tension, man. Not it, every type yeah. of tension is sexual. It's funny how I have to go, phew, you just had strong, you were in just confliction with your <laughs> friend's mum. Like, thank goodness. Well, because we were sitting there waiting. I was like, well, we need to do, we should do something, you know? So I started like started organizing a few things. I was like, when, when he walks up, we should, you know, all stand up, sing happy birthday and everything like that. So I started directing the, the, the oh, party a little go. bit. Yeah, here exactly. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I think it was when I walked up to a, walked up to the mum and said, hold my water. I've got business to organize. That's when she got angry. No, she, she, she just gave me a little bit of a, hey, there's already things organized. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like. Well, all right. I just haven't been told anything about this. I don't know whether it's, yeah. you know, how we're going to be surprising him. So anyways, she's organized for the DJ to bring the music down. We've all started to, you know, all going to sing happy birthday. His birthday was a month and a half ago, by the way. Oh, well, 
That's the best way to surprise someone when it's nowhere near their birthday. They're not expecting it. So he sort of was like, hey, I kind of knew something was up. So, right. you know, but it was nice. It was really good to see him. But anyways, his partner cooked a very good cake, like way better than anyone thought that she could cook a cake, like full-blown professional, you would buy this from a shop for hundreds of dollars kind of cake. And okay. we're like, sorry, you made this. And she's like, yeah, this is just what I like. I like cooking cakes. And so it's sitting there, half of it's eaten on the table. And then we all look up and there's just a guy sitting there eating a piece of cake. Right? Mm -hmm. And suddenly the whispers start happening. Like, you know, we're all talking to each other. And then we're like, who is that guy? He's just sitting there eating the cake. Right? So then someone goes, sorry, how do you know Benji? And he's yeah. like, who? And we're like, Benji, the guy whose cake that is. <laughs> And this dude just like looks around and then starts realizing that he doesn't recognize anyone. And he's like, wait, who's, Be who's Benji? Isn't this Caroline's party? And we're like, no, this is Benji's party. And he's like, what? And suddenly he looks up and he's like, oh my God, my party's on the other side of the room. He, so what had happened is he'd walked in to the bar, yeah. seen his friend. Yep. And she was like, yeah, everyone's at the long table. Go get, you know, go get, get stuck in. And he'd only just moved in with these people, so he didn't right. actually know anyone himself. So then he has just <laughs> gone, oh, well, long table, check. Birthday cake, check. Yeah. And just gone in and started munching down. And little did he know that he was at the wrong, uh, the wrong table. Oh, my God. That's like when I went to Veronica Milson's party, got, got to her street, balloons out the front, wandered in, started chatting, sort of realized... <laughs> I don't know. This isn't the right house, is it? And they're like, no, they were sitting there having some drinks. It was a bit of a party. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And they're like, are you Alex Dyson? And I'm like, yes, yeah, sorry about this. <laughs> because my mate Dave was there. He didn't know anyone. He thought we were at the right one. Anyway. So I thought I'd ask you, when have you been a cake crasher? <laughs> Kelly mentioned I walked into the wrong 18th. It was next door to the one I was invited to. Super embarrassing. It is. It's, it's so weird. You just, because you, you always walk in with an air of like, confidence yeah. that you're going to know someone, you're going to see your friends. And Particularly if your you're just... friend's having a costume party and the other people are having semi-formal. <laughs> <laughs> not what you want. Uh, Gabby said, when I was riding home one night, I saw a random house party. I decided, you know what, I'm going to pop in. Then it slowly turned into a sex party. Um, <laughs> wow. All life right. begins, instead of life begins at 40, life begins at foreplay for that one. Oh my gosh, I should be so lucky. Hey, Dylan <laughs> said I turned up to an 18th birthday party a week early once. <laughs> oh no. Embarrassed doesn't cut it. Imagine that, all dressed up. Got the... I've got the family home. They're just watching the prices, right? <laughs> Eating rissoles. Uh, and Joan got in touch with us. Hello, Joan. You awkwardly turned up to a wedding. Yes, we totally did. We, our parents spoke to the bride and groom's parents and thought we had an invite. So we turned up with my parents and we got ushered in and it was all, it was all very professional. The sister of the bride showed us, well, Gate told us, oh, hang on a second, we just got to get your seats ready and then showed us to our seats, which weren't with my parents. So we thought that's a bit strange, but that's, that's cool. Um, sat with a whole bunch of randoms on this table and then slowly realized that we probably hadn't been invited because another couple turned up and they didn't have seats at our table, but they got sorted out. And so we squeezed another two seats. Oh, um, <laughs> oh no. You were the walk-in table. I think we were the walk-ins at a table. <laughs> I don't oh, think it was no. the walk-in table. 
Oh boy, but oh. they they played very polite and nice and sort of accommodated you without sort of going, what are you doing here? <laughs> they were absolutely professional. I hadn't seen the bride since I was a little kid. I didn't. I still actually don't remember the groom's name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I met him before. I'm like, oh hey, congratulations! So thanks for inviting us. <gasps> and then we uh, we went. We were like this seems sus. So we went and checked out the table list at the front entrance when uh, everyone else was mingling, and we're like, our names aren't here. Did you get a bit cranky with your parents? No, I mean, it was more like, what the hell, Dad? <laughs> yeah. think even he was just wandering like to and from our table to the point where the guests around us were like, is that, is that your dad? <laughs> do you want to just sit Why down? Why does I keep like, like wandering over? Goodness oh me. My gosh. Um, did well. you end up doing the worm on the dance floor later on and like being the life of the party? Uh, no, I was pregnant. I was definitely not doing the one. <laughs> oh, so you're eating for two as well. So you probably got That's an extra right. meal on top of that. <laughs> Take my glasses, but bring me some more food. That's it, Joan. Oh, well, thank you so much for chatting to us. We'll catch you next time. Cheers. See ya. Yes, every Monday we invite the lady in who has big click energy. It is producer Bron. Hello. <laughs> Did you do anything on the weekend, Bron? Um, went to karaoke over oh, the weekend. Oh, oh, go on. What'd you go? What'd you go to? I did "Torn" by Natalie Ambrulia. Well done. Do you know what? I saw it performed live at the Actors. You know what? Last a, week. You know what? Oh, really? Bron, Bron would have blown her away. I reckon <laughs> the people in that karaoke room got a better performance than you did, my friend. I tell you what, I couldn't help but sing along. I was doing the clapping. I was like... It did pop yeah. off, actually. But what was bad is, like, that was after, like, a bit of a day sesh. So the sun <laughs> was out. So I've never done oh. karaoke with the sun shining on So just to clarify, <laughs> had, had, the, had the moon been out previously and then the sun was coming <laughs> no, out when no, you were... Pretty, no, no, oh, no. So this is... You you got to the point of your day sesh where you were willing and able to go and do karaoke and the sun was still out. Yes. Bravo. Well, it's to be fair, daylight savings time here in Melbourne, so. I just don't think I've ever done day karaoke. I've got Neither to do it a I. bit more. It's it's an experience. Great work. Okay. All right. Enough enough gallivanting. We need to know things we don't need to know, Bron. So tell us what you've been clicking on. From Lad Bible headline: Mum's healthy version of fairy bread has Aussies reaching for vomit bags. <laughs> oh my god! This okay. already this sounds so disgusting. Do you know what I, what I wonder if it is? You know those candy coated fennel seeds that they serve at Indian restaurants? They're delicious. Well, I always <laughs> I always get tricked by them. I'm like, oh, these look delicious. And I eat them. I'm like, ah, fennel, yeah. <laughs> no, they're good. What, what nah. is it, Ron? So someone posted a video on TikTok. Uh, they're a culinary teacher in New South Wales. What, she, wait, wait, wait. Can I guess? Can I guess yes, what it please. is? Yes, please. I'm going to say that it's finely ground up carrot, little tiny like cucumber skin balls, um, a little bit of tomato, and that's basically what it is. It's like a traffic light sandwich disguised as fairy bread. You are so close. My daughter wanted fairy bread. I said no. Get me the bread, veggies and coconut. I shredded all the veggies, squeezed out the excess juice, coated the shredded coconut with the juice. Then I air dried it until it was really dry, coated the bread with some butter and sprinkled my healthy sprinkles. She put co shredded coconut 
mixed okay. with veggie juice. Which sucked up the flavour and the colour. Yes. And then coated that with some butter and then sprinkled her healthy sprinkles, which got 4.5 million views. So basically, carrot juice soaked coconut on bread. Yeah. This I would kid. be so sad. Could you imagine having to explain to <laughs> everyone else in your party? to <laughs> you. <laughs> All right, what about story number two? All right, this was sent in by Heather on the Matt and Alex Instagram page. Headline, the real reason influencers post Instagram photos of their manicures and food while sitting in the driver's seat of their car. That's from the Daily Mail. <laughs> What's the fake reason? Like, <laughs> what's the reason that they're, uh, what's the story they're sticking to currently before we figure out the real reason? I believe, right, mm-hmm. that it's because the car actually offers a very nicely, naturally lit environment because you're often surrounded by darkness, you know, above and behind you. And then all you've got is this huge light in front of you, your big windscreen, and it, and, it, and it looks good, you know. I think it'd be because it'd be the first private space you have after going to these these things. Yeah, okay, so are either of us correct, Bron? No. Someone has uh, come up with a theory. <laughs> Dutch, oh, my God. Dutch no Minty. one's even asking the question, <laughs> and someone's coming up with a theory for this imaginary thing. Okay, what? They're just what saying is, it's the is, real reason. Yeah, it's Instagram <laughs> gossip account Dutch Minty. Uh, who shared a rather compelling theory. This is a quote from the Daily Mail. A yeah. rather can we, compelling theory. Can we bleep theory. their name so people don't go looking at it? They get more <laughs> no, followers, please? No, get more followers. They're getting what they want. Now go on. They what is believe it? it's to flaunt the brand of car that they own. Hmm. Just, sorry. Can I just, I'm just going to excuse myself just for one second. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! Another clickfish fatality. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just needed to uh, have a sip of water. I was <laughs> feeling so inspired by um, by our current state of affairs. Uh, in this I world. would disagree because you see on shows mm-hmm. that haven't paid a particular fruit computer company to use their laptops. They cover the circle on the back of the laptop. Now, if you really had your thing up for grabs, you'd see a lot more people covering their front steering wheel so that then people could pay for them to have Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know where... You can't really see the brand from the front of the car anyway. Like, when you're sitting in the driver's seat and you're doing a selfie mode, you can't really see what type of car you have anyway. Oh, my God, those are definitely some Subaru headrests. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't believe that at all. Yeah. I don't, I don't, know, I don't, I don't know much about Dutch Minty, but... Um, <laughs> This is not this is not a great theory. <laughs> All right, well thanks Dutch Minty and thank you Bron. Um do you want to give us a little bit of um No, 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 no. Are you sure? I'm fine. <laughs> you know, I, really us- Bron because I think nothing's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give us a little bit of that um We can't do this every recording. You guys ask me to sing and I just say no. And we go on and on and on. No but more. I saw a man go to life. <laughs> See, he was warm. He came around and he was dignified. He told me what it was to cry. Why? I think so. I don't know Die? if I got the right words. <laughs> but you couldn't be that man I adored. That's it for another episode of All Day Breakfast.
You don't seem to know, seem to care what your heart is for. We're going to be back tomorrow with another massive episode. I don't know him anymore. Mr. Tom Ballard uh, is going to be joining us. He wasn't there. He used to lie. Conversation has run dry. So make sure you do not miss it. That's what's going on. Nothing's right on time. We'll catch you later. No more out of faith. This is how I feel. I'm cold and I ashamed, lying naked on a floor. Illusion never changed into something real. I'm wide awake and I can see the perfect sky is dark. Is that the words? <laughs> That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.